0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to TMT Time, a podcast production put on by the Technology, Media, and Telecommunications Group here at Arlen Porter. I'm your host, Evan Rothstein. Today, I'm delighted to welcome in a guest who is not a lawyer, thankfully, which means he gets to talk more than I do. He is the co-founder of a company called Fulfilled, the founder of a company that he has exited called Nimble, and he is a startup guru savant that is all over the web and i of course i'm talking about yosh ice bart what's up buddy welcome to the podcast
1: evan thank you so much for having me uh and you can
0: keep on going man are oh, you mean in my laudatory uh speak about yourself is that what you're yeah, talking please, about please 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 uh, make I, got, I got more it's coming i gotta save some ammunition for the rest of the podcast yes why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself
1: absolutely well evan thanks so much for having me on the podcast uh yeah, so um, I am a uh, um, an entrepreneur a couple times over and, and uh, self-described uh, a growth junkie. Um, my business partner and I, Michael Pytel, we've been at it for 15 years uh, since I moved uh, from Chicago to Colorado uh, in 2005. And uh, over the course of the last 15 years, Mike and I have been involved in, in a couple of ventures. Um, most recently, in 2009, Mike and I we self-funded, we bootstrapped an enterprise B two B software company uh, and services company called Nimble. Um, we focused within large enterprise, and we grew that company from from two people and uh, and a couple of copex in a in a bank account to um, around 50 million in, in annual revenue and over 300 employees, and that was with a. A dynamite team and in and, and 10 years, and we exited to a publicly traded uh, competitor based out of Europe. And we, we left that company in August of, of last year. Um, and like our previous company starting um, amidst the great recession, Mike and I, we started uh, right within the pandemic, we're at it again. And this company is, is called Fulfilled, as you mentioned, we are a warehouse management orchestration platform. Um, and we leverage some, some neat technology to optimize, uh, the warehouse world. So we're this round, which is a little bit different, um, is that we are raising money, which is a whole new journey for us, um, learning a ton. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're having to go at it. It's great.
0: How did you get into warehousing?
1: Well, you know, we're all about the sexy spaces.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's hot.
1: It's so hot right now, warehouses. Dude. No, I mean, truly, though, um, what's super interesting is, is that um, as, as you're reading in, uh, in in online or in the papers or whatever, is that the logistics and supply chain space is very, very hot. Um, it just so happened that we had this idea, idea uh, pre-COVID, and um, much of the work that we did at Nimble we would implement and resell large enterprise software, specifically a product called SAP. And uh, often our customers would ask us to complement uh, the core uh, functionality of SAP with some custom dev on the side. And, and often not only would we do custom development uh, within the warehouse world per their, their request, uh, on the software side, we also did hardware. So we would integrate IoT uh, industrial machinery, and we would then have uh, SAP talk to that. So really, you know, Mike and I are really good at um, learning from uh, from experience and, and and mistakes that we've done in the past. And much of fulfilled
0: is an evolution of what we did back in the nimble days. So tell, get, get into the mind of the entrepreneur a little bit, because obviously I'm a lawyer, which means I am by definition outrageously risk averse and scared of doing anything that that would risk anything in my life whatsoever. So you are the opposite of that, obviously. You're a big thinker and you want to get out in the space and get out ahead of stuff. How does that work? How do you get into that mindset of an entrepreneur? I don't know how much I'm a big thinker. I think, uh, I think that's
1: more Michael. Michael's the big thinker. We often talk about how uh, Mike's the brains and, and I'm the mouth. So I think really from an entrepreneurial perspective, uh, for me, Uh, First and foremost, uh, I am an awful employee, um, always been. Um, And so the autonomy to be able to have the ability to to chart my own path, to make decisions quickly, um, that's something that is uh, really much part of my DNA. And then I love building and I love the growth process. I'm not really um, fond, although I've done it and I did it 10 years at, at Nimble and previous, in terms of operations, that's not where I think I I really find uh, my happiness or my happy place. So for me personally, uh, the entrepreneurial experience is, uh, and I hate that word. I hate the word
0: experience. I hate the word journey. So sorry. I'll probably use it. You also used the word junkie earlier. I was going to give you a mess for that too, but keep going. I will use the word junkie. I I think it's a great word. I like
1: that word. Um, So I'm a growth junkie. And so um, really for me, it's more on um, having the creativity or the ability to, to, to create, the ability to build, the ability to make mistakes and pivot, that for me is really the, the, the fun part of, of you know, starting your own business.
0: And you said you did nimble through Bootstrap and you got it all the way up to about 50 million in revenue. Why are you pivoting to now raising money for this new enterprise fulfilled?
1: Uh, Great question. Uh, And if we had the opportunity to bootstrap Fulfilled, we would. Uh, The reality is, is that starting a primarily a services company, a consulting company, which is what Nimble uh, was and is, uh, all you need is uh, an idea and some billable hours. And then you could start being revenue generating and you can pump money back into the business. From a enterprise software and hardware global company that requires CiSO approval and compliance of blah 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 blah. That requires a ton of upfront development, quality assurance, certification, cost upfront. So Mike and I we, we did explore uh, the idea and, and quite frankly, right now Mike and I are self-funding the NVP. Uh, we put in a good amount of money up front uh, as we're raising money now. And knock on wood, uh, we'll be in a phase, uh, hopefully when this is airing, that we'll have a nice press release, uh, please. Um, but um, the the need for uh, capital for a global enterprise software, it, it, it's just so much, quote unquote, easier to to, to to build it quicker as opposed to kind of a longer burn of self-funding.
0: So um, we have a lot of listeners, which includes at least my mom and perhaps my dad, but maybe some private equity folks, too. So if you were to use this platform to speak to those folks about why investing in a company like Fulfilled is a good idea, have at it. Cool. Well, if
1: private equity and or VC or your mom um, would rather me wear a collared shirt, uh, probably not going to happen because, you know, we're Colorado and- try to try to uh, uh, make ourselves be more hip, I guess. Uh, but um, specific to uh, uh, kind of the value prop around um, Fulfilled and why we're different, there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, our go-to-market is unique where the old world is, of our com- competition is very capital intense from a customer perspective. So first and foremost, you have to purchase the software uh, and that requires a you know, half a million, maybe a million dollar capital expense up front. So you write a check there. Then you need to have an integrator like an IBM and a Deloitte or an Accenture or what have you, or a Nimble. And they then need to do the implementation. And that is around 2X, 3X of, uh, of the, the software. So now it's another 2 million of implementation. And then you need the hardware. And that, those are the scan guns or the scanners then those are two or three thousand a pop. So you got a lot of capital uh, expense up front. Our model, we we disrupt that. So our model is is more of an opex type of per user per month uh, for both hardware and software. So the go to market strategy on the sales side is is different. It's distinct. And so now you don't need two and a half million to implement. Now it's two hundred fifty dollars per user per month, and our annual uh, our annual ticket. Uh, of the subscription is around a quarter of a million dollars. So that, that's one thing. Um, and feel free to interrupt me because, uh, you know, wind me up and- uh, No, I, I, I like go to go. keep
0: going. You did use the word disrupt, which I like, so continue.
1: Cool. And so as a junkie, so then on the, uh, on the, uh, on the software side, on the hardware side, that is also differentiated. Uh, one is, is we are location aware. So what that means is, is that the other software products out there When you set up the software, the software doesn't know whether or not a bin of where you're putting a widget uh, of bin one and bin two are 50 feet away or 500 feet away. And that's important in terms of the the logistics, the optimization of how the warehouse worker uh, navigates, etc. So what we do is we are location aware where we have 5G ultra wideband, so some dual connectivity there that uh, provides real-time location services that identify where a warehouse worker is six times a second. So as a warehouse worker is navigating and I'm I'm trying to to, to emulate. uh, Yeah, for
0: those of you at home that can't see Yosh's hand as he's waving the wand across the screen, he is is emulating the uh, usage of one of these handhelds using the 5G. You're a your, your
1: quick study, Evan. Awesome. So, so for those that aren't, that aren't, uh, aren't seeing it, uh, so the warehouse worker navigates with uh, the scanner and it's capturing where they're located five times, a, six times a second. Also, we can put those uh, location uh, uh, tags, if you will, on, uh, on forklifts, on robots, on drones, uh, on trucks, and all that rich data of the location awareness of the asset and the human, it's capturing that information that gets pumped into fulfilled the, the SAS software cloud native. And through then machine learning algorithms, we're then able to proactively identify uh, task, directed task between human and robot. So not only are we able to do location awareness, which in itself is cool, but the what's the really innovative and disruptive uh, piece of this is that we're task-directed. So now it's not about tribal knowledge and a warehouse worker trying to figure out what do I got to do. And with so much labor turnover now, I'm sure you've heard that the, the workforce specifically in the warehousing world or in the logistics world
0: is and insane. And they can't get people to come back, right? And then the people are leaving, going from one place to the other. I mean, obviously, Amazon is in the supply chain business other than AWS, but that's how they started. That's what they do. So yes, you're right. So 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 Amazon puts up a, a,
1: a new warehouse three miles down the road, and, uh, and they're going to offer another $2 an hour, and the warehouse... Uh, workforce from company A uh, completely now uh, uh, migrates over. And now you got a whole bunch of new warehouse workers that don't know how to, how to operate. What our software does is, uh, and this is a bit long-winded, uh, but uh, drum roll, uh, it's directed task. And so the warehouse worker, one of the benefits of our software
0: is that they're able to be efficient and uh, worker ready on day one. So, have you gone to market yet with this product, or are you still in the, you know, raise funds to get uh, products in the hands of of workers face? So
1: we are uh, juggling multiple balls in the air as we speak. One is is we're uh, completing our MVP, so uh, our product is to be completed by the end of July. So we're 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 pretty close. Uh, Sorry, about- right.
0: our listeners may not especially my mom doesn't know what MVP means. So why don't you tell us? Sure. So minimal viable product, in essence, it's the, it's the software uh,
1: ready to go to your, your first set of customers, typically in a startup, it's, it's a um, lower set of feature and function, just so that you can start getting some customers references and revenue. So our MVP is to be completed by the end of July. Um, We are in fundraising mode as we speak. Uh, And so we, have investors already committed. Uh, we're raising around 2 million of, uh, of pre-seed, which means that, uh, we don't have the product out to market nor the customers, but we're pretty close to that. And then, uh, we have customers that are um, already paying, uh, because they believe in the vision. Um, and they're excited about, uh, the, uh, uh, what we've got to offer. And, um, and uh, we are installing the hardware that's creating this digital canopy where uh, it's going to allow us to be able to track uh, where the warehouse workers. So the short answer is, is we're in, you know, full steam ahead and we will have customers uh, live by Q4.
0: And that, that's when you're already doing it. Is that an MVP deployment or is that a one off one off? Like, how are you going to work it out? Are those the customers that are paid already. Like, what's the the process of how it's going to work?
1: So, um, you know, uh, we have a one of my mentors uh, from from back in the day is uh, is a is a, a West Texas guy uh, by the name of Josh Blair. And just Ooh, for name a, drop, name drop, keep going. And 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 more. And as a, a shameless plug, um, I pontificate. Another another big word. Huge the, word. Lawyers alike. We love them. Perfect. So I pontificate often um, in uh, some online writings, uh, primarily on LinkedIn, uh, called the Startup Sutras. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. We were gonna get there. That's where right.
1: the we were going next. So keep going. I love it. You were you were a little too slow, Evan. So um, name dropping. So Josh Blair is is featured in one of my one of my sutras, and his mantra uh, is don't confuse sales with delivery so um, we are full-on selling uh, fully transparent to our customers on on where we are in our life cycle um, so our customers that are already signed up uh, they're in the queue and we're going to get those customers live by the end of uh, the year and we're signing up some other customers and depending upon the sky the size and scale of the deployment they may be able to be uh, fit in as part of q4 or being in 2021.
0: All right. Well, now we can pivot in the podcast to Startup Sutras because one mm-hmm. of the things I did leave out at the beginning when I was doing my run-up to your introduction was you are also an author. And one of the things that you write about is Startup Sutras. So why don't you tell our listeners, what are those? Sure. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for
1: asking. So, um, so no, I, I do love to write um, and uh, I've written a couple of books. Um, the previous books were more technical in nature. They were within the, my, my past life, the SAP world, and they were around product and implementation and blah, blah, blah. This one is really more around um, startup world uh, and the nexus between uh, building a business as well as a mindfulness approach. And so the Startup Sutras are a series of, you know, one to two page nuggets that are easily uh, digestible and are reflections on mistakes I've made, uh, experiences I've had, lessons learned, you know, uh, building nimble and also now building uh, fulfilled. So the, the whole ethos behind the sutras is the blend of uh, the entrepreneurial uh, journey um, with a mindfulness uh, uh, tip, if you will.
0: I, I like this because, I mean, our listeners don't know this, but I actually connected with Yosh over LinkedIn because of his startup sutras and mindfulness, the connection there. I, I just I follow it and I love it. Uh, and as most people know, I'm a heavy LinkedIn user and I think Yosh, Yosh is probably a heavier LinkedIn user. Uh, We lawyers are terrible at marketing and terrible at sales and terrible at networking. So it would be helpful for myself and our lawyer listeners for you to tell us how you use your network and LinkedIn and everything else that you do from your past life at Nimble to develop relationships and help with your entrepreneurialism. Well, I I think you're being uh, very modest, uh, Evan. I think honestly, I think
1: you do a dynamite job, and having this podcast is um, is a great platform for being able to to build brand and and to learn and to share. I think one of one of the things that we did really well back in the nimble days, and we're trying to rinse and repeat with Fulfilled, is the whole concept of be a chef, and and what I mean by that, uh, which is really how Startup Sutras kind of came to be, uh, there uh, is a company out there uh, called Basecamp um, and Jason uh, uh, Freed and, and such is, is really ubiquitous in the, in the, in the startup uh, world. And he wrote a book uh, along, I think, with his business partner um, uh, 10 years ago called uh, Rework. And if, for those folks that aren't familiar with Rework, it's a great, great read. For those interested, whether they're part of it or not, in terms of kind of building a business, it's awesome. It's a series of nuggets. It's one to two pages. And it's all of the the, the, the experiences that Jason and team have had on building, uh, which they used to have. Their company used to be called uh, 37 Signals, and now it's called Basecamp. Anyway, one of the nuggets in uh, Rework was uh, uh, was a chapter called Be a Chef. And the concept behind being a chef is that, you know, you've got Rachel Ray and Emeril and uh, Wolfgang Puck and whatever, and they they share what their recipes are on how to make a baked Alaska or, a you know, a hot dog or whatever. And they share their recipes. Well, By sharing those recipes, you have a whole host of folks that may try the recipe. You have a bunch of folks that may never try the recipe. Some may try the recipe and fail. Some may succeed. But out of 100, you're creating this audience of folks that by sharing knowledge, by sharing experience, by sharing the recipes, you are, you're teaching. And you're not talking about why, you know, Nimble is the best SAP integrator ever or why Fulfilled is the greatest warehouse management product or whatever, you're talking about solving problems. So what we've done in the nimble days and what we're doing now again, or whether it's the sutras, it's really about sharing experience. And it's about providing almost step-by-step tutorial on how to execute something. And from that, first off, it's good sales because it's non-threatening. And it's sharing something of value. And if you've got your audience and we all have an audience, by sharing those nuggets, people will appreciate that. You're not talking about, again, uh, a used car salesman infomercial of your business. And so really by being a chef and getting out there and sharing and teaching, that's how you build relationship. That's how you build trust. And then from that, you can build
0: great sales. I love it. That's uh, brilliant. Uh, and so how, how do you translate that to like boots on the ground, like using LinkedIn? How do you use that to help you raise money? What are you using or what lessons are you using from be a chef now to help take Fulfill to the next stage?
1: Well, we're, we're out there. Uh, and you know, as you mentioned, I am uh, uh, pretty active in LinkedIn. And that honestly has driven visibility into uh, what I do uh, and more importantly, what Fulfilled does. And one of the VCs that's investing in us is the largest prop tech uh, firm in Europe. And there's no way I ever would have been able to come across them. They came across us and this started the interest and the conversation, which ended up uh, fueling substantive discussions, which turned into an investment. So I think to answer your question, uh, engaging substantively with other people, LinkedIn is a phenomenal platform for uh, engagement. It's crowded. Um, so you need to be able to differentiate. And I think quite frankly, also, there is a need to have consistency uh, because, you um, you know, you need to grind at it. And and sometimes things rise to the top and sometimes things don't. But I think it's about consistency and it's about engagement and it's about uh, providing value
0: to the audience. I love this. And I hope people other than my mom, well, my mom's gotten a lot of mentions on this podcast. I hope she downloads it, uh, are actually listening <laughs> to this. I hope my colleagues are listening to this because I'm taking a lot from this. I, I mean, I really appreciate the time you're taking you should tell us about how to build this network. And I think the message of consistency and it's almost just have to be relentless. Um, and I, I like to tell people, you know, I try to get a client or get business and maybe I'm successful one out of 20 times, but if I'm not putting myself in the position 20 times, then I don't have that chance to get that one. Uh, and that requires dedication. And, and it's often, Annoying and sometimes tedious, but it's worth it in the end if it's really something that you want to build. So I, I I love this message, Yosh, and I appreciate hearing about this. So we're almost out of time. So I want to ask you a couple of questions here at the end, as I always do on TMT time. First one for you is we're in the middle of the summer. What are your plans uh, for fun in between here, raising capital for fulfilled? Well, I don't know if I could stand any more fun. Uh, you know,
1: raising money is just so much feeling yeah, yeah. The expletive fun yeah um you know spending time with family uh we've got four four kids uh and so um and actually the three littles right now are are at uh their first sleepaway experience so um Uh-oh, it's party at your house party at the <laughs> party at the ice bar it's party and <laughs> uh, yeah and so um it's actually providing some some quality time with me and the missus So that's fun. So really just trying to get a little bit of travel in, nothing wackadoo. Um, And, um, you know, this last year obviously has been totally insane. Um, And so now with uh, with some with the summer and, and things opening up, we just want to be able to get outside and get after it as a family. So just some family time.
0: What books are you reading right now?
1: So I am full on embarrassed that I am an awful reader. Uh, that is one thing that if I uh, put more energy and time into, I, I, I'm pretty sure I could improve. So in terms of reading, um, not a strong reader. I am a very strong listener. And so um, another shameless plug, I, I know this is a fella that you um, uh, follow because we talk about it. Uh, Professor G, uh,
0: Scott Galloway. Um, I'm a religious listener to Prof G. And I think that those oh, yeah, folks- Oh so my, that's right. Prof G, you should have both of us on your podcast. Actually, I just signed up for his strategy sprint that starts in a couple of weeks. Nice. Pretty excited about it. Share me the
1: credentials. Maybe I can uh, I can chat to you on that. Uh, so Prof G, uh, love, love him. And I think that he is super, for those that aren't familiar with uh, Professor Galloway, he's got two podcasts pivot uh not as much as as the prof g show i like prof g better but both those are super entertaining and educational
0: so i just read on vacation i as you know i just got back from vacation i read a lot of books the best sort of nonfiction, change my life type book is called how to change by katie milkman who's a professor at wharton in the behavioral psychology department you should read that yosh it's actually very good it's uh she works with a woman named Angela Duckworth, who's amazing. She also has a podcast. Uh, the two of them have done remarkable work, and for someone who, like myself, needs to change constantly to stay relevant, um, it was, uh, or stay married, whichever one. Uh, the The book is great, so I recommend that. And you can actually listen to it if you want. And if you don't actually want to sit down and read it, perfect. Right, I well. Want it. Yosh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. This has been awesome. It's been a total uh, pivot from some of the stuff we've talked about here on TMT Times. So appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me hope our listeners enjoy it. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Evan. This was fun.